Hello and welcome to Pod for Norga, the podcast that wants you to remember that guns don't kill people, seven-year-old boys kill people. Oh. I'm Jack. This was I'm sponsored Jack. by NRA. <laughs> <laughs> the Norwegian Rifle Association. Yeah. Oh, ah. there we go. Uh, I'm Jack. I'm here in the beautiful city of Oslo, Norway. Also in Oslo is my good friend. Erland. And over in America. It's Kevin. And John. And today we are covering... It is in, in our continuation of the year of Ireland. Another we are covering sad... It is month four of year of Ireland. <laughs> and now another moody art piece that has no explosions. No, no one gets stabbed or smashed over the head with a wine bottle. And they could have, uh, like, that could have fit. But somebody's yeah. leg breaks from, uh, Dude, you know... we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the 2019 film Out Stealing Horses, or Ut Ostiale Hester, Ponoshk. Um, uh, it's directed by Hans-Peter Moland, uh, also written by uh, Mr. Moland, as well as Per Petersen, and stars our boy, oh, our boy. Norwegian by proxy, uh, <laughs> Stellan Skorsgård. Uh, it also stars Paul Sverdehagen, who we know from Amundsen and Kontiki, oh, yeah. as well as Tobias Santelman, who we've seen also in Kontiki and mm. The Foreigners. And uh, did you guys notice the, the wife, um, Danica Kirkik, uh, Kirk, Kirkik, she was the translator in, in the Special Forces team in Nobel. Oh, uh, yeah, so, interesting. Uh, yeah. A lot of people we already know. We are yeah. a lot of um, friends. And, and I would like uh, for the Norwegian uh, watchers, there's like um, mm-hmm. there's been a show that's been quite popular called Exit, oh, and it had has basically two of the main characters in Exit, and it also oh, has yeah. a main character from another Norwegian show called It All the Bunk. So I felt like this this was like a bit of a, a, a stacked cast, if you will. There's a, a woman. Did you, Erlen, did you ever watch See Them See There? Yes. Yeah, a, you, no, oh, you do? I feel like that's a little bit below you. It's funny. Oh, it's kind show. of like it's, the Norwegian Modern Family. It's Modern Family. It's exactly Modern Family. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, but one of one of the characters in that was is also in this for like one line. I think mm. she was in in the beginning of the movie. Anyway, before cool. we get jump into this movie, uh, Kevin, you told me you had something you wanted to say from last yeah last episode. So you know how I love the costumes from uh, King of Devils Island. Um, yeah. I reached out, I, so I, I looked up the costume designer, and I was like, hey, I, I just want to reach out and say, hey, I love your work, we do this podcast, and I mentioned your work, on, on, and I hope you know you do, could not find the costume designer's email anywhere. I was like, I know who, I know who it is, but, um, so I went on IMDb, looked at uh, the costume department, and mm-hmm. just, just started doing some Googling. Found out, mm-hmm. found one of the uh, costume uh, assistant costumers um, website. Uh-huh. Yep. So I shot her an email and said, "Hey, I know you're, uh, uh, you know, you worked on this email on on this movie. Sorry for being creepy. I hope this. Yeah, like, I, I found just, your address. I, I just <laughs> you googled lovely today. your name, and I'm not like you're not the person I'm looking for. I'm looking for the costume designer, and I know if you could pass my message on. She's like, Oh yeah, sure, no problem. Then I got an email from the costume designer, like, "Hey, thank you so much for reaching out. Like, I'm really glad you liked uh, uh, the movie. Um, she's working on a new movie. Uh, last year, um, she was a costume designer on another Norwegian production called Sulis, that will open in Norway in October. Sulis. S U L I S. 
Um, and it's also a period film from 1900 to 1907. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, and its director is uh, Niels Gaul, N-I-L-S-G-A-U-L. I don't know if that. I have not actually looked at that, that movie up. I probably should have. I but. see a movie coming out next year called Sulis 1907 about the miners in in this part of North Norway made famous for a rebellion against greedy mine owners. Oh man! Oh, dude, is this gonna be yeah. some like Blair Mountain shit? That I hope so. Awesome. I hope oh, so. Yeah, this... That would be awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Coal miners oh, yeah. strike, uh, but in Norway. It's it's got, I recognize uh, Stieg Henrik Hoff, um, who is, uh, it, we know from um, Beforeners. He was the, the Viking guy that, that, that raised, uh, 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 that uh, raised, uh, God, what's her name? What's the main girl there? Oh, her, uh, it's yes. Not Austin, it's, yes, God damn it, whatever. We just, yeah, we did a whole... Uh, <laughs> Did a whole he plays her, it. and 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 he was the star of like the worst movie we ever saw, Christmas Blood. Alfilder, <laughs> that was it. Alfilder, yes. Hilder. He he raises like Alfilder. He's the Viking that ends up d- delivering like Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that guy. That's uh, that's very cool uh, that you do that, Kevin. I yeah. think it's always nice. You know, these are the kind of people that I imagine don't get a ton of fan mail. And, yeah. Um, so I bet it's like those little things that uh, you know. You know, it makes your day when you work it's, on something like that, and you know it's appreciated by a person. Anyway, our our email is podfornoriga at gmail.com. Shameless plug. N-O-R-G-E. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. And, like, it's all the small people, like, the small roles that... Uh, that the small, the, 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 the small folk. It is the little the little people in the in the production that really make the movie, you know, come... It's it's the, the PAs, it's the, the grips, yeah, it's yeah. the costume assistants, it's the... Mm-hmm. The gophers. The uh, the good the good boy. Isn't there a position called good boy? Or best something? boy. Best boy. Best boy. Thank oh. you. No, sorry. Yes, I was never a best boy. I was only good. You're only a good uh, boy. <laughs> let's uh, good. Oh, God, I love when I can make Erlen laugh. Um, guys, let's. Uh, should we talk about uh, out stealing horses? Out stealing horses. Yeah, let's go out yeah. stealing horses. All right, I've so got a really couple... cute story about just buddy <laughs> bros yeah. kind of just hanging out and. This is an, um, I, I, uh, I've got three different summaries for this. Uh, two, you could probably also hey, hear man. my son is like having a party in the background. Um, a, uh, so I got a summary from IMDB, which is a grieving widower moves to the country where a chance encounter rekindles memories from his past, which I'm like, not a great summary. Not a great summary. No. Uh, Wikipedia says a 67 year old recalls the summer of 1948, the year he turned 15. Which is the most unhelpful Bet, summary. A more yeah, accurate but summary the of the film, but yes. still not great. Yeah. yeah. Which leads us to Chat GPT. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I guess I don't know if this got it completely right, but I had to, I ask it. I'm like, do you even know this movie? And it is like, yes, of course. Because um, it's based on a book, so maybe it just summarized the yeah. book. Yeah. yeah, I did have to tell it about the film. So it says, The film tells the story of Trond, an elderly man who recently moved to a remote cabin in the Norwegian woods. As he adjusts to his new life, he reflects on the summer of 1948 when he was a 15-year-old living in rural Norway. 
That summer, Tron spent time with his father, who was dealing with personal issues after serving in World War II, and met a young woman with whom he shared a connection. As Tron reminisces about the summer, he comes to realize that his memories were intertwined with a tragic event that occurred during that time. The film explores themes of loss, regret, and the power of memory as Tron confronts the events of his past and their impact on the present. Through his reflections, Tron gains a deeper understanding of himself and the choices he made, ultimately finding a sense of closure and peace. Uh, I think that's yeah, pretty, pretty I, I think good. That's right. I think it's so the, far off. I just would have expected is, one mention of uh, toxic masculinity, at least, because I feel and, uh, like that was a big ner- theme. <laughs> And how you mean? Uh, I I I had my big note was God. Did therapy just not exist back then? Yes. <laughs> nope. Well, here, look, we're, we're jumping. Um, uh, uh, th- that's not a great. I, I don't know if a ton of people who listen to this are actually going to see this movie, so we could go into a little bit more detail about the specific events of what happens to this guy as he reminisces, uh, as Stellan Skarsgård reminisces about the 1948 and what happened during that summer with with his father. Um, but so let's try to give some details as, as we explain our thoughts on the movie. But I, ju- I just want to start with Erlen, you know, because he suggested this. We know he liked it. Erlen, tell tell me about this movie and why 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 do we watch this? Ah, <laughs> well, we watched this because uh, I have already seen it, and I was trying to give yes. you guys <laughs> bonus points so that you can get your pizza party <laughs> at the end of the year. But no, I, I, I think we watched this because it's, um, in my view at least, a very, very well-made kind of meditative movie on, um, yeah, looking back uh, on some pillar, pill, like some, some, some individuals in your life who, who might represent as kind of core pillars uh mm-hmm. up until at least this boy's life when he was 15 uh mm-hmm. and then there were several of these pillars that just kind of like this was the summer where they just disappeared from his life right so his father this yep. was the last time he saw his father this was also the last time he saw one of his best friends yul i believe his uh, name was mm-hmm. um and it was also like the sum it was like a very much coming of age story um there's yep. a lot of kind of sexual undertones uh and there's a lot of kind of kind of like you know what does it mean to be a man uh what does it mean to look up to your father to not look up to your father and so on but more than anything i haven't seen any norwegian movie that like first of all captures this insanely beautiful nature uh summer vibe and then it trends like it juxtaposes that with like harsh winter of when he's like you know not 70 80 or whatever um when he's kind of you know taking stock take of of all these memories and and confronting them uh and i just want to end on the fact that like the first line of the movie is him saying if you've ever asked me how i've how i have it how i've uh, been uh, i would have said uh, i had a good life because i i've been lucky so it's like a very interesting way to start the movie because then the story that he ends up telling to the viewer is kind of like a bit of a tragedy, to be honest. Um, not as tragic as, as you know, what what can happen to people. But I think, I mean, it, it's like, it's just a really good adaptation of a book. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like, oh, this was a bad adaptation. It was just like, oh, a, a, and I can tell this was a complex story to tell in movie format, but I think it really did a good job. Have you read the book, may I ask? I have, like, started reading the book, and then I didn't <laughs> finish it. But um, mm. uh, I remember I uh, I saw this with my 
with my parents and my sister, like mm-hmm. right after it came out, actually. Uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I started this book. Uh, and then being really impressed, honestly. But I'm mostly excited to hear what you guys think, because obviously the spoiler was that I I liked it. So I, I, I um, yeah, passing it back to you guys. Sure. Um, uh, well, I, John, do I want to push back if... a little bit because ChatGPT yeah. just told me that there was no film adaptation of Out Stealing Horses. Why are you checking that? Because I, I wrote in... Uh, uh, cause last night I, met, I wrote out a conversation of write some controversial opinions about the movie <laughs> Out Stealing Horses. <laughs> And then I forgot to do it. Are we just, yeah, we're outsourcing the podcast now. Hey, I was, it was going to be an April Fool's joke. I was going to be like, hey, you guys, you know, the, the, uh, here's my thoughts are that the movie's pacing was slow and monotonous. Uh, it was difficult to stay engaged. It changed. The, the plot and characters were too abstract. Uh, prioritizes style over substance. Uh, I love this movie. All, All of those things are quite like, valid. Said. All of those things yeah, yeah, those are, are quite and that's valid. The thing. I was like, oh, these are actually slow. kind of. You know, yeah, yeah. these I, are I've the got... good. Uh, these are good criticisms of, of the movie, yeah. but I, I liked. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay, it. you did it like okay. You did like and and can uh, one thing. I, the way I'm trying to separate this in, in my mind is um, kind of from a filmmaking. This is kind of giving away what I'm going to be talking about from uh, how it is executed from a filmmaking perspective, mm-hmm. from a story perspective, and like then kind of the from a themes uh, perspective. And so, Kevin, would you say, uh, given those boxes I just put out, did it work across the board for you on that? Or is there one that really jumped out for you uh, of why you really, really liked it or this hit home for you? I mean, I always like a good visual storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and good, uh, you know, attention to detail and, and the little... The little things. I did think it was a little, yeah, it could have been a little shorter, but it was a, I don't know. I, I, I think this, I've seen too many sad Norwegian movies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I'm just. someone have a happy ending? Please. Seriously. I, no. The year of Erland is not as... going to go well. As Erland was saying, it is a royal team too, man. No, but as as Erland said, I think it's a very, very good, you know, well constructed story of coming of age and these difficulties Mm -hmm. with experiencing life as a as a young child. You know, especially coming out of the war and into a you know into puberty is probably wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think a lot about it, just how different it was back then about the kind of, you know, growing up in a rural area, you know, they, these guys, I don't remember if they even had a radio or anything living in this cabin over the summer. They no, don't have yeah. a lot of interaction. So it's, it's, well, the, it's kind he of, is a, he's a city boy. He's a city boy. Yeah. But so his dad, it's, it's, and, and th- so his dad, like mm-hmm. when, just like from a story perspective, what, mm-hmm. So yeah. he leaves Os- leaves the family, goes to live in the in the woods, mm-hmm. to do something, because apparently lum- lum- the lumber business was a surprise to his mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. like, why? Yeah. What was his? Why did he go away? What was his? I'll need all of you guys also to explain this because I will note I watched this here on uh, it's available on Netflix in Norway without English subtitles, Ooh. so I did watch this straight in Norwegian, <laughs> and so like. Uh, oh, I, I still say I got the vibe. Yeah. Was he, yeah, to be was fair, he speaking Swedish or Norwegian? 
So his older or self is Swedish, and then his younger self is yeah. Norwegian because yeah. he, <laughs> he moved to Sweden. Oh yeah, and, but, and uh, he I says, so and I even speak Swedish. Is, like he bought this property uh, for mm -hmm. cheap, and then he would go there every summer to get quote unquote get away from women because okay. in the very beginning they mentioned that like he doesn't think straight with women around. That's right. But then, yeah, like us but then the comment podcast. was like, you know, on set on reflection, it was maybe certain women. So basically, like it was kind of alluded to that, like him and his wife maybe didn't get along very well, and then it was like yeah. summer, and then he would bounce and just live in the woods, um, for for the summer months, and then, uh, kind of like have like the timbering business as an excuse yeah. and saying like, oh, I'm out here providing, you know, right, right. Um, we haven't heard from John yet. John, you mind letting us know? Yeah, I, I, so I mean to echo, um, kind of what Erlen was saying earlier, I, I thought its use of seasons was really great. Um, and you know, it's like the beautiful slash depressing as hell seasons of Norway, but also the seasons of life that are kind of mm -hmm. echoing in that. Um, it, it, it definitely, everyone could have used a little more therapy. Uh, that, you know, that was, that was, sure. uh, Back in the 40s. Uh, do, you, uh, do you mind if I jump in with a question here? Cause uh, I wrote this down. I have a couple questions that I want to, want to go through. Um, uh, and uh, uh, you guys, some of the Americans here, since we shared uh, uh, a specific English teacher that makes me uh, think on the, uh, always think about this whenever I see it in movies or in books, um, is the what do you guys think of the uh, the kind of nesting doll framing device uh, in this movie and in movies in general? So I think of um, I always think of like it's like uh, you know the book I remember reading Heart of Darkness is like this or. Uh, you guys saw me do a play once of History Boys, and it's, you know, this movie very well could have just, um, or the book could, could have just presented the, the story straightforward, set com entirely in 1948, but instead it's wrapped up in the, uh, within the larger story from 1997. Yeah. And do you find that... Um, 97 or, or 90, 90, 99? 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, whatever, 99, 99. Yeah. Um, generally I'm a, a, of the opinion that uh, in most times in stories I don't like that I say just set the story when the story is mm -hmm. um, I would say in this case though like because uh, by setting it in in the form of these flashbacks and these conversations in the secondary story, uh, plot between Stellan Scott and, and um, I forget the other character's name Lars thank you um, he, uh, between him and Lars it definitely recontextualized the movie as much more, uh, uh, maybe not contemplative, but reflective on the past. And about, right. the whole setting of it is about focusing on the past, which uh, to me really worked. And it is specifically, I liked the, in, in, that, in that way, it, it helped elevate and make me focus a lot on the shots at the start uh, of the movie. The first act I really liked because... Mm -hmm. The the pay the, the the sound design was great in this movie. Yeah. It was like shooting the forest, this for like it, 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 you know shots of leaves of, of trees of the of the sound of water, the wind moving through animals walking around, and like it it, it really worked for me. I grew up um where you know in 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 the part of Virginia where uh, we had um, access to a big woods that I would go when I was uh, I guess a little bit younger 
than uh, than the character in the film. And I have like these distinct memories of Summers walking around in the woods and going in this creek where I would go and I would build dams in the creek <laughs> just for like hours. I would just take rocks and build dams and then I would knock it over. And like that was such a huge fun part of my summer. Well, I'm really just like I'm trying really hard not to bring yeah. up Robert Hansen and try and like. Yeah. Talk about how you were found some dead drops and <laughs> yeah. put them yeah. into your dam anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh, back when we we put back when we put documents under bridges and not on on fucking Discord. Nope. Um, put, like, no. No. Like, but anyway, I, that, I really really enjoyed that. And I, yeah. I I found that and like and that's what made that I really, really that I was like totally in for this movie at at the start. And I thought it had a really effective use of slow-mo, which I thought is very tricky. Yes. Because slow-mo yes, yes. can obviously be a little bit overdone. But like with the scene where they're actually stealing the horses, I was like, oh, this is going to be such a great... Erlen, thank you for picking this movie. This is going to be like such a nice movie. And then, and then, and then things started to happen. And then. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get sad. Yeah. Um, I, 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 back to, in answer yeah. to your question, I like a frame yeah. narrative. Uh, yeah, and okay. it's, or at least when it's not confusing... So uh, sometimes they can switch back and forth so often and it can be unclear how it's happening. Here they use seasons, they use age. I mean, you're, you're pretty clear going back. And I always think of not accessing from our shared English class experience, but like mm-hmm. the Phantom of the Opera, right? Which opens mm-hmm. on kind of an auction at a sad, old, decrepit ha- uh, yeah. uh, uh, mm-hmm. theater and then kind of suddenly explodes into, into the past. And... This had elements of that. It's like an old man in the waning moments of his life, kind of in this cabin in the woods, meets this old guy who, it turns out, they had a you know, pretty profound shared experience, or at least kind of like tangentially shared experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a probably the most important summer for both of them in their lives for different reasons. 100%. Um, yeah. I think it was, yeah. I what this What this does really well and uh really just really quickly then the framing device as it only exists because he meets lars and re- recognizes who he is that's what yeah. prompts the like the f- mm-hmm. mo- most of yeah. there's the the flashbacks back to 1948 and then there's mm-hmm. also the flashbacks to oh 97 was when the car crash happened and his, his uh, wife yeah, passed yeah. away because mm-hmm. he says, whoa, my God, that one moment where he's like, oh, well, when he's in the store in uh, 99, he's in the store and someone's like, oh, well, you, you look, you're looking like you're doing well. And he's like, well, it's been it's been three years. Yeah. Since my wife yeah. died. It's like, oh, my God, dude, like you can you can grieve like it's three years is not that yeah. not a long time after mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah. but I, and so yeah. it, it was. The in like Phantom of the Opera, it's kind of like the whole story is meant to go into the past, whereas this it feels like it, it's very natural. Like oh, it's like flash, it's memories. It's not necessarily like here's a story. Here's the past. Here's the future. Here's the past. Here's the future. Can can you guys? Uh, oh, or, sorry. Or, or, no, yeah, just I, I, a sorry. quick point or like a com a comment. Oh, I just uh, knocked over my phone a little bit, so that's gonna make a nice sound um, <laughs> for the listeners. But um, I don't think it's necessarily just the fact that he met Lars that kind of created this whole experience. 
but it was certainly the biggest kind of turning point because think about it like this his dad would peace out into the woods every summer to kind of get away from things and and see quiet this guy says um i'm just like uh, in a in a few short days it'll turn into a new millennium and i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna just fucking chill and be and it's gonna be quiet right so he's mm-hmm. like at kind of quote unquote the end of his life he seeks quiet and he goes into his own little wilderness and then the first thing he does mm-hmm. is have a near car accident with a timber a huge yeah. truck that has, uh, with, uh, which has right. a huge and then again that same timber like mm-hmm. uh, transport truck is what killed his wife it's killed his wife right yeah. i really and then really he like had, that. i'm gonna start thinking about timber and his dad and all this stuff and then he's also doing what his dad did back in the summertime and everything and then he meets Lars, and it's just like full confrontation of this stuff and like mm-hmm. i feel like it was it the, the circle was fully looped around when he says this line where he's like did you did you get my dad all those years? You know, like when his dad decided to stay with with the woman who, who he was having an affair with, who happened to be the mother of Lars, then you're like, oh, my gosh, like he's conf- confronting a bit of resentment towards Lars now, too, because he theoretically has like lived a whole life without him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then now he's like meeting this man who by the way, doesn't mention the dad at all, right? But theoretically, it's pretty, pretty, like, sound hypothesis to think that, like, uh, his dad actually raised Lars, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like the there's so many things that kind of make him confront this stuff, not just the fact that he meets Lars, but, of course, meeting Lars is, like, the biggest aspect of it. And then what was also beautiful, I think, in my opinion, was, like, the way that, First of all, Lars was very respectful about it, but also the fact that him and Lars kind of like had a, a, an interesting friendship. Like they shared meals mm-hmm. together. They chopped down the trees together. They were like, again, doing shit with timber. Like timber yeah. is, trees are a massive recurring symbol or motif or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And like, Chaboy mm-hmm. loves trees. So like, I ate that shit up. Absolutely. <laughs> <Chaboy> Absolutely. <laughs> We should make a t-shirt. <laughs> that says it. Your boy Can loves trees. Loves trees. Your boy loves trees. Can you? That's, guys, that's a this... great. That's a great observation. I love. Yeah. I I, I need now. I need some of you guys to again, as the man who was watching this with immigrant level uh, <laughs> uh, language comprehension. So um, I would like to go in uh, about uh, talk about the the uh, young uh, Trond and John slash John side of the family. So mm-hmm. it's. Can, so like you know, I, I was thinking like the scene where Tron, the you know fifteen year old Tron, is like holding on to John's mother's hand mm. and like, and, and I, I need someone to explain the relation of all of them because I didn't quite get it, including like from World War Two <laughs> up until uh, uh, John's father gets absolutely freaking wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, there was with the, so. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tron's dad's friend Franz gives some Franz, good Franz. context here, which is he does, helpful yeah. uh, in understanding. I think the very basics of it, although guys, correct me if I'm wrong, is during World War II, um, Tron's dad kind of lived alone in this cabin uh, in Sweden, actually, like just over the border. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. John's uh, mom and dad. It'd be really helpful if any of these characters had actual names as opposed to their relational names. But I think uh, that's John, what they're called, though. Yeah, I know it is. No, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. John's 
mom and dad lived uh, just on the other side of the border in Norway. Because Tron's dad was living alone, he uh, needed the occasional, you know, just, he basically, they framed it as he needed a woman's touch or care care occasionally to make sure he wouldn't be cooking himself the same thing every night. Even the Germans understood that. So they'd let... That uh, was a great line. I I love that a little bit. John's mom cross over every once in a while to just check on him, you know, see how he was doing, uh, tidy up, do like stereotypical (laughs) things. Right. And that she used that as... She was going to use that, in this case, as a way of sneaking an important resistance figure across, which is, I think, Mom's something they were doing in general. Do. That resistance <laughs> figure was supposed to be snuck over in, this all ties in. maybe yeah. not the middle of the day. Also, John's father was supposed to clear up the tracks clear behind the tracks, him, but he yeah. didn't for some unknown reason, because he's a fucking idiot. Because he's bitter. Um, because he's yeah. bitter. He's bitter. He knows what's going on. Because are they sleeping together I mean, at that point? I, they I certainly do so. later, okay, I, but yeah, probably, is, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he doesn't clear up the tracks. The Nazis see, they chase, they shoot, uh, and then they yeah, miss. Yeah. Except for one. Well, one... they get the resistance guy. Yeah, but yeah. no, they were stormtrooper level shot. accuracy. It was not strong. Not strong. No, it was not it was stormtroopers. Um, all the way. I don't think the Germans are stationing their best soldiers at this specific specific. To be position, fair, though, so. the Swedish border must have been like such a good spot for them to be placed in a way. But yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Talk about yeah, as opposed to what the Russian front like. You think yeah, most of those guys like didn't get you know never saw combat. They just got to hang out till Hitler shot himself in a bunker and like all right, guess we're going. I guess home. we're done. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then I probably uh, shouldn't John, talk about Nazis that way. And they were, they were Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> they were so Nazis. John's dad, uh, he he kind of he, he he fucked up in a few different ways, but perhaps <laughs> is just deeply bitter. And Tron's dad and John's mom seem to have spent some part of the war just together on the run, and then mm-hmm. came back. But you know, they were they were still close. Let's say. And then, Canoodling. and then, to, what? So John was supposed to be watching his brothers during the, uh, yes. the fateful shooting scene. Exactly, yeah. he was supposed uh, to be watching them, and instead he went out and was dicking around, and mm-hmm. then came back hunting. and was like, "Oh God, I forgot that I was supposed to be watching them," and hangs up his loaded gun. Yeah, yeah, and then goes, which is such a, and then yeah, yeah. yeah I just don't understand. Back, like, the were gun. they the kids? The the twins must have been hiding. Yeah. They were, because because, they're, they're because he house, looks so. for them in the house and then is like, oh, they're outside, and then here's the gunshot. Exactly. So like, how they? You must, know, I, I don't get. I it. mean, I mean, that's the this... thing. Like, he, it's not that uh, it wasn't his fault because he wasn't watching those kids. It was the fact that he ran out in a in a panic and like it was those you know five minute windows. Oh yeah, yeah. When the gun was, which I think is also, uh, you know, a testament to the fact that like. Guns fucking kill people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. that you only need those five minutes, you know, and like this huge accident he, happened in such a, it, it, uh, like, non-probabilistic uh, way, in a way. You know what I mean? I I really really love that scene where um, uh, I get, where Stellan Skarsgård's talking about um, uh, mistakes in life because this, this, this yeah. these are yeah, the yeah. themes that were jumped. I was trying to think about this movie and I was I was trying to kind of guess in my head how you guys would interpret it about you know how to handle regrets, how to handle you know mm-hmm. complications in life and and how we process those and deal with that and and you know what make kind of put it into context. And I one thing that made me 
I, I'm going to bring us all down. This is going to get pretty depressing. Yeah. Oh, good, because yeah. we've been so happy so far. Yeah, this has been a <laughs> yeah, laugh, I know, right? I know. Um, when he says that line, uh, I mean, I'm translating this, but, but he says when he says, you know, the, you know, the mistakes in life, he'll always be Lars who shot his brother, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you can't change that moment. Like, the, forever in that moment, he'll right. always be Lars who shot, shot and killed his brother. Um, cause, and specifically, going back to Erlen's point on trees, I need, I'm going to tell a terrible story what happened to a coworker of mine. Um, back when I was living in the States, he was chopping down trees and he was chopping down trees in his front yard. And, um, uh, and you know, he, he was setting it, cutting it down so it would fall a specific way. And unfortunately, something went wrong and the tree twisted at the last moment as it was gut- turning and, and it fell the complete other direction. And uh, it fell on his two kids. Um, who were seated uh, on a blanket because he he had to, they were young. One of them was a baby and the other was a toddler, and he he had to keep them close enough that he could still do the work on it. And then he turned it and it went and it killed the infant. Well, and yeah, and 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 I so, so this I started getting Jesus. a lot of like honest while watching this. Um, I was getting like incredibly stressed and hungry because it's all this trees and there's trees getting knocked over and then. <laughs> Once they're talking about like Lars shot his brother and stuff, and I'm just because I always think about that guy, and that guy like came back to work afterwards, and like I had those thoughts in my head all the time walking by that he's like this man must just always be thinking like if I had just done this slightly differently, if I had yeah, just done this, yeah. like God, and I just dude. and I, I, I yeah right yeah so uh, that really <laughs> uh, hit that. me on the watchings yeah but like oh yeah so well, obviously no, 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 I'm no, telling it we were watching a truth. movie Jack you didn't have to tell yeah, us yeah. about real fucking sad God. things that happen <sighs> in real life <laughs> I said, I, I, but I mean like this this is what I art I'm supposed to do like it makes me I mean it, yeah. was, it was truly hitting me and, and, and I do like seeing this as uh, as a movie you know about a man processing these kind of things right and i know we have the running joke that a lot of this is like these guys clearly need to find healthy outlets to just talk and communicate like yeah. this is just such an it's like we watch these movies and i'm like there are solutions here that you guys <laughs> need to just jump, like find people to talk to. like the whole like and that makes me mad the whole thing like i need to go in the woods because women distract me but make sure a woman comes and checks on me frequently enough like just that so, i yeah, can yeah, like yeah, have some yeah, favorite. Exactly. and it's like oh my god like you little baby man yeah. like so, yeah. but, but, but this but was I, the 40s, you know, this was post war. It was like, I mean, and it was even happened. part of the story was during the war, right? But yeah. either yeah. way, I mean, this was, uh, this was a whole nother time, even though it was like 70 years ago. But, mm-hmm. but I think I, I, to, uh, to your point about like the, mm-hmm. what this, what does that pain do? Like, what, what mm-hmm. point does it serve in yeah. their, in how they deal with all this stuff? And I think one of the emblematic, moments um even though it was kind of it was kind of forced but it mm-hmm. thematically when he um goes to when young uh tron goes to ask that stranger in wherever they wherever the they're looking for the bank and he asks like hey, in town where, in town where's the, where's the bank do you hear me or do oh, you yeah. deaf and he goes He's... to almost punch him and yeah. then that moment leaves mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw that left like nail marks on his palm and he keeps mm-hmm. looking at his palm and he's like if I had done that I would have been a changed person but exactly. I didn't and he's like because you get to choose when it hurts yeah and I think that was yeah. that's kind of like 
That yeah, was the closing can... line too, and it was yeah, one of, yeah. I think that was and the it was whole... like the one lesson his father taught him about when he was pulling out the poison ivy, or like yeah. uh, the stinging nettles, I guess. It yeah, was yeah, the yeah, equivalent yeah. in English. And he's like, "Why are you? Why are you using the? Uh, what's it called? Scythe. It's called a, a scythe. Yeah. Why are you using the scythe to 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 do that? And he's like, "Oh, because it stings." And then his dad just like in a hardcore machismo way just like pulls out his yeah. sleeves and just yeah. starts yeah. 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 completely exposing his arms and then he says the exact same line which I thought was like you know I, I feel like the moral of the story is like obviously these all these characters should have had better outlets and um, Trond the main character had and no such help he had to kind of digest mm-hmm. the stuff on his own but I got the mm-hmm. I got a very hopeful last ending quote where it was basically like he did indeed decide when it was to hurt and then he basically got over it like he got over it on his own Mm -hmm. well what what do you think um about like this goes to some of the frustrations i have which uh, you can kind of hear in the way i'm talking about some of these characters like they're obviously going through shit and they don't have as we said these outlets about processing you know their trauma from one one way or another but i also like this bounces back on we we don't get a lot of the insight of the people that this is impacting and i would say specifically the women in this like john's mother has a kid die and like i you know we don't really get to see any of that we don't get to see how tron's mother uh you know she's like think about what the stuff that she must be going through trying to raise the kids yeah. with 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 that kind of father in in the mix and and his and his, his kind of complications was... exactly mm-hmm. and then or and then tron's and daughter. daughter at the end <laughs> yeah. a daughter at the end who is going through it like she lost a mother and her dad's being really he peaced difficult. out didn't tell anyone where to go yeah and so so that is always what that frustrates me in some of these movies that it, i feel sometimes i i get locked in my head it, this is very like boo-hoo the sad man yeah you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. and i'm yeah. like and and but I don't you think it was kind like, of the point like it was kind of like like it's it's he's not telling this story to uh gain sympathy for men no. but he's he's more the story is being told you have to do the work, right? But when you see, yeah. like, and you have obviously done this work and you've seen, like, what about all these women that are getting indirectly yeah. or directly influenced mm-hmm. or impacted? But it's like, I don't think he's telling the story to, like, gain, to, to ask for sympathy. Um, yeah. But he is more so and, just being like, look uh, at, at this, you know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's... And it's it's moved, but it, I, I will say, like, well, uh, I, I give it some credit because this is very clearly autobiographical. And, of course autobiographical works are going to be a bit navel-gazy because it's from the, the sole perspective of an individual. It's yeah. not in looking to engage, mm-hmm. um, you know, multiple, like, deep characters on a, uh, you know, like, uh, in-depth as we would see in, like, a work of fiction right. that, that have more fleshed out because it's through one man's perspective. We can criticize that, mm-hmm. that but that's okay. But so I give it a little bit of leeway there, A. And B, I do feel it's, at least as we see it in, in not in the text, but on the screen, it is moving the ball forward. Like this, yeah, th- yeah this guy hasn't jumped and become a self-realized man that's willing to talk about his feelings. But we, we I think he stepped a little bit farther than his father did. And we're hoping his daughter is going to step farther than him. And, and we are, this is moving in the right direction, yeah. though there is pain to still work through, which I like. Yeah. Um, and that's the so, whole idea is that, you know, you want your, the next generation to be better off than, than you were. Yeah. And 
Mm-hmm. Has mm-hmm. any have you guys seen um, the Tree of Life, Terrence Malick? Oh, with, no, I haven't. I, I haven't. Have Sean, Sean Penn and Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, it's considered like one of the best movies ever. Apparently, right? it's, it's very very good. And this and this reminded me a lot of mm-hmm. of that movie. It's like kind of thematically, it jumps back and forth in time, and a it it it, it mm-hmm. does provide a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. of, of of the female perspective, uh, but uh, it's a, just a, it's a different you know situation. But but do they steal it's... any horses? Because I was actually disappointed <laughs> in the did. lack of stealing horses in this. Uh, movie. Oh, can I? My can I talk? Is, were those horses wild? Like, is that a thing, or were they just no? Like, they were part not of a wild. Flock no. That were just like. And how can that. they be stolen? They weren't, but they weren't stealing them. There's. Right, they, the idea was that they they, they were bareback riding those. Yeah, That's no, they, but they tough. but they were going they weren't going to go past that barbed wire fence where he, that he got cut mm-hmm. on they were just going to go ride it yeah. in the fields mm-hmm. that's what i got mm-hmm. and yeah, it was like very good of, use yeah. of cgi in in the in the horse riding, riding scene they were 100% on saddles and like had reins oh, they, oh. The, uh, they were oh, like because yeah, 100% yeah, they, were kid, this, they were not bare they were not riding bare the 15 year old tron i was like Dude, the amount of training he must have done to, Seriously, to do no, this. No, that, that's the thing. I like, sure it is thought it was real. It is wildly difficult, especially you can't and you, jumping from a tree onto a horse. That and then part go, I figured like, was fake. Yeah, but I thought yeah, the shot it, that was but, like but, widescreen of them riding right before he gets thrown up. I was like, I mean, the guy, the kid, obviously knows how to ride a horse, though. That was probably one of the casting oh, yeah. criteria. Oh, for sure, for sure. I was, I was thinking about that at, at, like, at the end when he falls off the horse. I was like, With his dad, yeah, but. And he, because he was like leaning really far back, and I was like, eh, "You're gonna." Mm-hmm. I thought he knew how to ride a horse. Why is he? Yeah. Can I? Um, can I? Can I uh, give another nitpick that I want you guys no. to tell me if I'm wrong? I'm wrong. You're about. wrong. <laughs> um, I um, uh, I feel like I don't know if this is a specific acting thing in general or specific to Norwegian acting. Or, but I feel like a lot of these children always come off to me as psychopaths. Oh yeah, because real like children they, of the corn know, like, vibes. Or what is the yeah? Like this guy, this kid shoots his brother, and has no reaction. Well, like no, none, not no, no. And I'm like, dude, doesn't but, like. But that that reaction is the reaction in a way. Like he's just yeah. Stunned. He's yeah. He's, 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 he's not gonna. So can we make a note of the fact that he was just like. In the dress for like a good two dress. hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing is, how about not telling the mother? Not yeah, I mean, telling that, the that's mother. That's like, that that's the dad. That's the yeah. dad's yeah. fucked up reaction, right? Or yeah, that's the dad's. Yeah. I mean, John I mean, clearly, can, like he, yeah. you know, gets in the tree, the egg falls, and he yeah, crushes that we got to that. He his, freaks out. That's only days later, right? So no, that's that's the next day. The next day. The next day. Yeah. Yeah. And they go play. Yeah. God, I can't. Even that was a, that was imagine. a very creepy shot, by the way. It, it was. I mean, because yeah. it came Wait, out of, I, it came out of nowhere. I mean, it was clear something nowhere. was wrong with John. I think, mm-hmm. but yeah. mm-hmm. not that clear and not that wrong until then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that and I, that I kind of get. Like, like, just snap. Like, in a complete overwhelming uh, emotional, 
you know, snapping of of what a young, you know, when he's probably at the same around the same yeah, age 15, 16, as Tron. Yeah. So fifteen, yeah. Like I think that, like I totally bought that and, and was totally fine. And it was like really creepy. Yeah. His his actual face, like yeah. his very angular face, and just screaming directly into camera. Yeah, that was not. But I, I guess yeah, I'm like I think I've seen a lot of like acting where like, and I I I always think of like some of the Norwegian movies of just like. I think I don't know if it's hard to make like a seven-year-old act or have an emotional reaction, but they're just like, okay, shoot the kid, but just show, be completely blank as possible, or have uh, it's it's so creepy. It is like I, but I, I but, but it's I do remember the how... shot, the the scene, the scene when the kid was uh, down by the the creek and he was just like taking the um, the the bark, the bark off of the little yeah. branches and stuff. Yeah. That like that kid was crushing that scene. Oh yeah! Like, oh my god! That was such yeah. good acting for such a, I really, a young yeah. kid. Because like, and sure, maybe the direction was just like, just have no direction and pretend like you're, you're sad. You're numb. But it, there you're was numb. like a hollowness to the way he yeah. did. I was very impressed, honestly. Yeah. When he's yeah the the way he says like I sh- I shot my brother. It's like it wasn't yeah. act, like it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't your fault. Okay, <clears throat> that's. That's you know that's what that's what they all that's what they've they've told me that's, that's the, like yeah. not my fault okay yeah. sure like I I, could, I totally see that as a mm-hmm. as a as a little kid reaction to not only death mm-hmm. but causing death and some yeah, causing the death of your twin and it's yeah. I think there's there's a lot of different layers that yeah kids get there's an overwhelming you know amount of information yeah. coming at them that they don't know how to process so it kind of mm-hmm. they kind of shut down and it's like let's get to peel uh, yeah. bark off trees off twigs i remember i remember also uh, tying back into the logging thing and timber and it's like oh it looks like just the, like miniature logs it's mm-hmm. like i don't know what, i don't know what miniature is oh it means just like bigger but oh, yeah, smaller yeah, yeah. anyway I, I thought that I, was really, really I, interesting i i i remember realizing i was gonna die um, in real life, uh, and I think what? I was, uh, yeah, I do, I do, I was, I was thinking, cause actually you're right, that is a really, really good scene about how, him trying to process that, and it didn't think, hey, Jack, I, I think our, thought, our time might be up for this some, session, yeah, um, let's set up another one, my, I remember talking to my dad, and I was like, I remember, because uh, I, I, I was thinking of that, that, like, how you would process that as kind of like a seven-year-old kid, like, where you're just kind of entering into an age of reason, of, like, lot, you're, you're yeah. understanding your consequences and understanding how, you, you know, you fit into the world. Because I do remember being around that age and talking to my dad and being like, Dad, uh, like, uh, Grandma and Grandpa are going to die one day. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's that'll happen. He goes, and you're going to die one day. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like am I going to die one day? And he's like, well, well, yeah. And I remember him being, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, why are we doing any of this? Why does any of this matter? And my poor father is trying to deal with like a, you know, six year old me pro- trying to have an absolute existential crisis and just being like, yeah, but what does any of this matter? If we're all just going to die, like, why are we doing any of this? And he's like, well, you, you know, you kind of got to go like figure that out yes, for yourself. And I why. remember being six and being like, what? I so, could not, uh, I yeah, could never anyway. deal with a, with a, a six-year-old with a full-blown yeah, yeah, right. existential crisis. <laughs> like, it's, not a, it's like, okay. not a tantrum. It's not like they want yeah. something that they can't have. It's like, who yeah. am I as a being? I have a very, like, super specific memory of this because 
in my my room. I was in my bedroom, and I had like this um, train uh, wallpaper and these like colorful, like very primary colored trains. Like, and I remember staring at this one locomotive as because I didn't make eye contact. I'm just staring at this locomotive of this going like, huh. <laughs> Well, this is kind of crazy and stuff. Anyway, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> okay, talking about uh, people who need a therapist. Yeah. Anyway, this, who needs therapy when I have you guys and and, and, and our all no, of our listeners? We may have one left. Thanks, as Joanne. It ties uh, into like a, the yeah. theme of the movie. I see what you're talking about, and yeah, that that contemplation of of mortality is, is a, from a young yeah. age is is impossible. Your brain just can't. Yeah wrap itself around yeah. that idea anyway anyway guys any of you guys want to add anything anything before i i go the deeper um, into the bits about sorry the i want to go back to the uh the idea of one moment you know a one split second thing can yeah. i think, I think he said it can it will one mistake one moment and it will ruin your life and there's mm-hmm. It, there's only it only happens twice I think in the movie, but there's a like a split second shot of a firing pin hitting the back of a bullet. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. Cool shot. That was such a like mm-hmm. a well thought out shot and execution. Even though it lasted for a split second, it was still mm-hmm. so effective in conveying that idea of like you know very you know. Between the time of accidentally pulling the trigger, setting into motion the events that will, mm-hmm. you know, Rube Goldberg into shooting yeah. your your brother. Yeah. Anyway, it, so yeah, that 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 Erlen. That let's go categories, huh? I'm excited. Maybe think of devs. Remember devs? Oh Erlen didn't wait, like which devs. part? Oh, oh, oh yeah, because a lot of it was processing one. Yeah, but yeah. the whole kind of inciting event of it is the main kind of. One of the, the main guy in it is trying to process about what you know how one instant yeah. changes. Yeah. Also, a lot anyway. of trees. A lot of trees in that show. <laughs> so yeah. many trees. Oh, also, um, they do- totally shot a rabbit in this movie. Like a real rabbit. That that's I don't that see how like that was a yeah, real rabbit it, running, yeah, yeah. and then it definitely got shot. I I, that I could not have been that. made in. I don't think it was CGI. I think that was real. I'll have to look at that up. Anyway. anyway uh, categories. Categories. Guys, who won the movie? Uh, anybody got one? I, I mean, I think I think Tron's father. I, I don't necessarily love that because he's not, like, he kind of makes everyone else a loser, but he mm-hmm. is, you know, just, mm-hmm. he's living his own life. Like, he's, the, he's got strong main character energy. Uh, yeah. and yeah. kind of doing whatever the fuck he wants, and you know, abandons his family at one point. Real uh, Mark Sanford, like yeah, I, I'm not. He's not a good guy, honestly, but he. Deep I guess cut. he won. Yeah, he did. I, I, I agree. He hiked the Appalachian Trail. If if anybody remembers that reference, yeah, he hiked yeah. the Appalachian Trail. Oh yes, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Um, that. Erlen has no idea what I'm talking I, about. I do. South second, Carolina uh, governor, governor with governor. a second family, um, in Argentina. Yeah, I yeah. I agree. I would agree with John. My my the winner is reluctantly Tron's dad. I was thinking mm-hmm. it might have been Tron, but like he, I don't necessarily know that he 
changed all that much, or he got what he wanted mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. It was a very meditative movie. No, there wasn't a whole lot of like mm-hmm. dramatic friction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Erlen, do you have a winner? I think I will go Tron just because I think it was a movie about him and his life. And like, like I said, it ended for me on a pretty uplifting kind of like he did. Mm-hmm. I, I got the sense that like the digestive reflection was finalized when the movie mm-hmm. ended in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the, uh, the or, or I could even say like the, uh, <laughs> the uh, ending credits won the movie because like right after he delivers that line, then like the ending music comes on with the opening when that music was dope. <laughs> Super Dude, I love, I'm <laughs> so glad I've already, I've, uh, uh, everyone who's listening to this podcast already knows that is the opening music that we've used here. Cause I was like, the, that's dope. like that, really it was, uh, that's great. Cause I'm going to put the winner as the sound engineers uh, nice. for this movie. Cause I loved the set, the, mm. all of those shots, those insert shots. I listened with really good headphones and I was just like totally taken in by all the sounds mm. of the forest and the woods. Sharpening the Felt scythe. like summer. The yeah, flowing really water, like, yeah. You, you the flowing know, water, you, the wind. You know how I I pick on ADR and sound yeah. effects. <laughs> yeah. This was this was, mwah, was good. it was I like beautiful, that. seamless, and great. I I just loved. I did love that music, like how it starts with those shots over the water, like a lot of just like mood setting, and the music like da 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 da. Oh, like like the image that I get in my mind when I hear that music is either barbed wire or a scythe. You know what I mean? Like it feels like something is slicing through, and then like that shot when he falls and he his hand gets caught on the barbed wire too. It was just like it's like a visceral, but. Great. The 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 just one moment of when they're when the mm-hmm. um, the two dads are hauling the logs mm-hmm. and it gets in yeah. that rhythmic yeah yeah as the the kind of spike grabber goes in, yeah it oh that was yeah, that, was, that was such a great moment yeah, yeah. also like such um, dangerous work like <laughs> there's so dangerous. many moments in the movie I was like that's that like Franz yeah. should be like, dead. Friends I'm like watching dead. it with Annabelle. I'm like, ooh, 100%. this is dangerous. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's keep moving. Let's get to our losers. Uh, I feel there are like a lot of losers in this movie. Yeah. Uh, John's dad. Strong loser vibes. Sorry, John's yeah. dad. Yeah, I'm going to have to say John. Oh, no, no, sorry, not John. Uh, 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 Lars, because like, I mean, he also didn't get the, the, the farm at the end, right? He just, oh, yeah. and then he yeah. didn't see his mom for his parents both, right? Or like, like he... Basically, yeah. estranged himself after his mm-hmm. his brother just came home, who he hadn't seen for years, and then he saw him for like, you know, an hour, and then he left, yeah. and he had to kill that did... dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we? Uh, uh, did they say whatever happened to John's father, who is also who I have as loser? He after getting the bones sticking out of his leg. Oh. Uh, I forget, the, can you imagine getting hurt out there? Like there is it. That is yeah, a long road to oh, yeah. doctor. Like yeah. I don't know. I thought he. I thought he was gonna die. I thought he was like, oh, he broke your leg and. In the woods, you're you're dead. It's, That's what's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, was penicillin invented? Yeah. My my loser is um is the uh, the brother that gets that gets shot. Because <laughs> one, we don't even know his name. Old. One, we know his name. <laughs> <laughs> we do know his name. Odd. That's right. It is odd. But yeah, we but we yeah he I think he I, very much lost. Yeah, penicillin invented in 1928. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Jonas Salk. 
Does uh, I wonder if we all have the same guy? Does eh, don't worry. Just same... different guy. Oh, okay. Sorry, what? Who's your guy? Uh, Proms. Because Proms. He, Proms? Yeah, because like he's having fun. He's chilling. Yeah. He's he's out there. He's he's, li- he's living his life. He's imp- healthy. He's providing important exposition to help exposition. understand what the fuck is going on. Like he's a good guy. He's and consoling he's a, he's a small John character that he qualifies. Yeah, he consoles. And can we talk? About yeah. how he his his reaction when the tree misses him, like, that ah! that tree almost kills him, and he just turns and does yeah, puts his hands up and is like ta-da, like I did that on purpose. I'm still alive. I was like, that is one hundred percent how I would react to something like that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. And you know that that isn't the first time that no, he has no. narrowly no, no. missed death, yeah, certain no, death from whatever. a falling tree. Yeah, Erlen. Did you I, I think I'll, guy? yeah. I, I think You're it's just, the obvious yeah. choice. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, oh, wait a second. Always... No, my lo- I, I want to change my loser. My loser okay. was the um, um, the uh, the guy that gets shot by the Germans. The, oh, yeah. the, oh, the resistance fighter. The resistance guy. Because he, he, he gets left on the, on the, like, he... Anyway. And there, are they on the Swedish side? I guess yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. they end up kindling a relationship, because then it's like she can't go back because she back. get tried, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just cozy up to that. Did John's dad like, become a oops. collaborator as well, though, do we think? Like, what the fuck? He might have been. Mm-hmm. He might have been. Yeah. That's in our fanfic. I'm surprised the um, Germans didn't then go and be like, yo, your wife. Hey, buddy. Like, hey. What's going on, buddy? You know, yeah. like... There are like twelve people who live in this town. You know, <laughs> yeah, and apparently it was a bit of traffic that would pass through. So like this, this was not exactly maybe the first time either. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. What? Who's your guy? Uh, oh, I, I said Franz. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> For his, yeah. well, his amazing reaction, I was just like, it's done. I'm like, that is exactly what I would have done. I thought him, um, him consoling young Lars at the funeral was also. A very very nice touch of like seemed like a good guy. Very of, like the one guy. Very avuncular like vibes. Yeah. From uh, oh, just from li- France. Living his truth. Uh, as always, we rate a, the film on a one to six category scale based on an object from the film. I think this is very obvious. We're just going to do trees. Trees. You know. Yeah. For, for oh. just Norwegian trees. Trees to be yeah. felled. Your boy loves can a can tree. Do, can we do lumbered like felled trees? Felled trees. I was going to do. I was going to do ready. logs. Logs. Yeah. Like, like that are that logs. are floating. Floatable. Logs. Floating yeah. logs. I, I have written here stacked Norwegian logs, but I didn't know if we wanted to have the trees still be alive for you, Erlen. I know how sensitive you are. To, to be honest, kind of I think motif-wise, it was all about the logs. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna do lo- we're gonna do it rated on a floating stack logs Norwegian for me. Logs. Things makes me how think many, of other things. How so. many? How many? Uh, let's go, Erlen. How many logs have would you float down the river? Would this I would float. float Five logs. Whoa. Wow. Five. Okay, wow. I got to do some quick math. Yeah, quick math, guys. That average is about to That's bump raising up the year of Erland's average. To be nice. We got to let Erland pick his own movies. More it's often. one of those movies that, like, you know, you watch it. And, like, yeah, I, I do agree that it was a bit slow. Like, again, I watched it last night. It was my second time watching it. And I found myself getting a little sleepy at, at some points. Mm-hmm. Not going to deny that. But um, the more I talk about it and think about it, the more I... I I kind of get from it, which for me is like four, like it's four plus material. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and because of all the trees and the nature, it's gotta go five. Nice, because nice. your boy loves trees. <laughs> your boy loves trees. That brings 
That brings our average, Erlen's year average to 3.995. We're getting that pizza party. Pizza, pizza. Start getting back to critique. uh, critique Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't care anymore. So, John, Kevin, what what did you got? What do you got on this? I'll go four. Um, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was beautifully shot. Uh, I, as I said earlier, I liked the frame story. Um, it was long. It did drag a bit. I, in fact, fell asleep watching it last night, and so <laughs> got up and watched it from the start again today. Uh, fortunately, we had a bit of a, del- a rain delay, uh, so that worked. Um, but, I, but it was enjoyable. Uh, it was a good, good movie to watch this morning. So I, I I'll, I'll keep it with four. I'm gonna go. F- I'm gonna. I'm gonna go five as well. Five Ooh. logs floating down that river. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even like half of a log. But like it got it got caught up in in some rapids and it's like damaged a little bit. But like it, four five, five and logs a half. I'm gonna get with some bark. Five yeah yeah that last one has some bark on it still yeah so five and a half yeah uh, uh I want to put a big asterisk on mine that uh, I didn't understand everything that was happening. <laughs> That's fair. That's I'm proud of you, Jack. Uh, I'm proud of you for trying. I did. I, you know what? I genuinely, I sat there with my laptop on Google Translate, and I was just because I had subtitles on. I was just typing in words I didn't understand. Were, as I were English subtitles available? No, no, they weren't. Okay. I could watch this in Norwegian or Swedish. How did you guys watch it? Actually, Kevin and John. Yeah, Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I'm gonna knock it down a little bit, but I want to be very clear that that's because of my own personal <laughs> engagement with fair the enough. story. Uh, so I'm going to say like 3.5. Um, All right. I will probably not watch this movie again. Even Well, yeah, I don't, I, you know, it's like, again, one of those ones that I'm like, okay, I get the, I get the, I get the moody story yeah. of it and I, I don't necessarily feel like I want to engage with it again, if that makes sense. Maybe, yeah. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. I can pick up what you're yeah. putting down. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about our next film? Yeah. Um, our next movie is going to be... This is an interesting one. So we're sticking with our boy. A boy. Stellan Skarsgård. What is it? Three months in a row now? Stelly Scars. Um, uh, we are going to be seeing the uh, the film... in it, it, The English translation is In Order of Disappearance, uh, which came out in 2014. Or it's a Norwegian title, Kraft Idioten. Or... Kraft Idiots. The moron, I guess it was. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's oh, called... Oh, really? That's uh, in, really? Like, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. In, uh, but it's called In Order of Disappearance, 2014, starring Stellan Skarsgård. But there's also uh, uh, some optional uh, extra credit work you can do because they made a 2019 remake starring Liam Neeson. Uh, that the title of that movie is Cold Pursuit. Um, oh. So we'll maybe we'll we'll watch both of those and talk of them. But you at least got to watch our, our good Norwegian version. Um, Not to be confused yeah. with the movie Cold, also starring Liam Neeson. Also, probably set in a. Do you remember the? About, no, it was about wolves. That was about wolves. The, no, no, no. That's wasn't no, the that, gray. That's the, 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 the the gray. The gray. The gray. That's what I was. No, wasn't the fray. Wasn't something called cold? I'm gonna look that up. It's no, like I'm once gray. more, I'm once more into up. the fray. Not not gray. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I like that movie. It was like uh, he fights a wolf at the end, and he has like um, he has those like little little. Bo- yeah, the gray. No, it's. I think it's the fray. I it's thought. the gray. No, no one tell anything. No one tell. Let early Google this. And we'll do it okay, live. Okay, fuck In the guys. meantime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anywho. Uh, anywho. 
Uh, our email is podfornorga at gmail.com. P-O-D-F-O-R-N-O-R-G-E. Thank you. <laughs> and we will catch you guys next time for the movie The Grey. I mean, Not in order of disappearance. In order of Which was directed the by the same guy as... Yeah. Right? That's what you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh cool. Directed by the same I'm, guy that did... Uh, I'm finally catching up here. <laughs> as we continue the year of Erlen. All right, guys. We will catch you. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next month. Bye. Bye.